podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I'm Trev Downey, your host for episode 201. And after the bloated Maradona-esque indulgence of the Bicentennial show, this is the post-hangover, get the show back in the road podcast. So did you know, listener, that in astronomy, 201 is a Saros cycle. The next solar eclipse in this cycle is predicted to take place in 3,223 AD. In mathematics... As the two factors of 201 are both Gaussian primes, 201 is a bloom integer. And that 201 is also short for 201 Poplar, the jail in Memphis, Tennessee, and alluded to in many rap songs by Memphis artists. Did you know that? Well, you should, because it is. Now, as ever, I am joined on air by my two mothers, Kimono fancier Cam Branch, an old timey murder appreciator, Carl Kopak, really? with the ever watchful gaze of producer Guy Drinkle, like some kind of S Club 7 Eye of Sauron, monitoring our messing and adding analogies as we go. This listener is the type of thing that you signed on for, so own it. Mr. Kopak, how are you, my friend? I'm very well. I. I, I- I believe, I believe you've been thinking about many, many things in the interim since we were last talking. Uh, I know I'm, I've taken on board all your suggestions. I'm actually going to use every single one of them for this show today. Okay, excellent. Uh, opening thoughts, my friend? I knew I was famous the day I played football with mates in LA. I scored a goal and Rod Stewart jumped on top of me. I thought, I had a poster of you on my wall when I was 12. I am one of the best singer-songwriters this country has produced, ever. If people don't like me saying that, tough shit. People should deal with facts. You can't sell 50 million albums without something. Don't meet your heroes. Keith Richards, Tom Jones and Jack Nicholson are the only ones who have exceeded expectations. It's, it's fucking... It's Robbie Williams, isn't it? No, no. Is it not? Who is it? Talked about it last week. That is the opening interview by Mick Hucknall. Singer, oh, shit. 45 London. In an Observer piece in 2006 called This Much I Know. Oh, my God. You know, that's a terrible, terrible reflection of me because I never actually got around to it after talking about how much I was looking I for read it. Ah, uh, so you knew. You were sitting in the background, Brady. Uh, the the hottest bit was, was picking the right paragraph to read out. That was the paragraph. Can I do another one? I, I, think, I think you've done well there, but please give us another one. Tom Jones told me only a few singers have got the pipes, and he's right. He has. Sinatra did. I have. I could still hit the high notes when we started in 1985, but I've got the bass now, too. People who feign modesty are wankers. They're the biggest fakes. It always makes my blood boil. I'm a northerner. I like things to be real. They're not like that in the sun. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, Mick Hucknall. And he wow. blocked me for putting that up on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine it's how you presented it, Carl. Let's be no, honest. Put the link up and say, look, here's Mick Hucknall saying how great it is. Is that what you did, Carl? Is I, that I, I what... honestly did. <laughs> I may have been slightly passive aggressive in doing so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm looking to, to explore here. <laughs> he has literally been hoisted by his own patata. I'm really quoting his words. What a glorious, glorious load of bollocks out yeah. of Hucknall. Um, and, and I suppose the fact that I confuse him with, with, um, with Robbie Williams is probably desperately upsetting our producer and Cam. <laughs> <laughs> so with that little effortless segue, how are you getting on, Mr. Branch? I'm very good. Thanks, Mr. Downey. Thanks for having me again. Oh, listen, um, uh, anyone would think you were a regular at this stage that you have to uh, say thanks for being on. Um, but I do wonder, um, I do wonder, my friend, uh, have you had any specific thoughts about today's pod? I have, and um, a little a little quote. It seems that soccer tournaments create those ridiculous relationships. People gathered together in pubs and living rooms a whole country suddenly caring about the same event. A World Cup is a sort of common project that otherwise barely exists 
in modern societies. I, I honestly have no idea what's going on there. Uh, with the quote or with the birds in the background? <laughs> were, the, were the birds real or is that something? Yeah, they're, 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 they're mine. Yeah, they're, 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 not, they're not London birds, though. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, the, they're the best type, aren't they? Cockney birds. Cockney birds. Yeah, they're, they're strutting around looking for trouble. <laughs> oh, but, uh, uh, by the way, look, sorry, I'm going to derail this for one second because you mentioned Cockney birds. The, I'm a kid of the late 70s, early 80s. What was that? What was that uh, show that had the guy who played Dick Turpin and a couple of ladies and they were flatmates? What was that called? Man about oh, the man about oh, shit. Yeah, well done, lads. It, listen, it's brilliant having a couple of old blokes to to run stuff past on a regular basis as a, as a young man. It makes we're like, me... We're, we're like Wikipedia in Cocoon. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it makes me feel good. Uh, Cam, what the hell were you talking about there, my friend? It was just a little quote I found online by a... Simon Cooper of Soconomics. Oh, that's a great book. That's one of the books I recommended last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And you don't remember the quote? Well, no, we, I, I recommended The Football Men. Um, I never ah, got Soconomics. Right. I was told it was wonderful, but I never really got around to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's Belter. Uh, absolutely, really enjoying that. What was it particularly that you thought was appropriate for that this week? About how it brings everyone together. Everybody has a common purpose, a common goal. And right now, <laughs> it's coming home, yeah? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> I say um, that very loosely. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you were thinking of absolutely immediately just turning off your podcast, please do not, because Cam doesn't mean that in the way you think he does, I hope. And I, I definitely know. I know that Carl does, and I know that I certainly did. The, the whole idea is... We need to talk about it as we go further into this podcast. Look, it's my turn. And, uh, oh, Christ. Cool. <laughs> I, I was just about to get into something very profound. And I had just said to you, listener, that, you know, it was daft and that whole it's coming home thing uh, is daft and we should just ignore it. And I'm sure Cam doesn't mean it. And Guy types in, it is, though. That's what we're dealing with here. As a producer, uh, what, what, do we, what, what do we call ourselves? Are we the talent? We're the talent, right? Yeah. That's how, we, that's we, how we, it we're, goes. we're on microphone talent. Yeah, microphone talent versus producer yeah. relationship. That's how it goes. It's, it's, it's very difficult for us. I hope you, I hope you can, um, you can feel our pain. Uh, listener. Anyway, today sees the final extract from Steve Bruce's football noir classic sweeper. It's the last time out, guys, so, you know, make the most of this. For your final treat, I wanted to tie up a few loose ends and kind of showcase the great man's ability for action writing. This piece that I'm about to read for you, it straddles two chapters. That is kind of the crux of it, so please bear in mind that particular fact as we move on. Now, look, in a massively convoluted plot uh, that sees Steve Barnes asked to work on behalf of his country's security. He's asked to engage with Israeli Nazi hunters. I'm, I'm not making this up. Because he's, because he's a second division manager? Okay. Primarily for that reason. Okay. He, he encounters a grumpy lesbian couple for reasons that we don't know. <laughs> and he has some casually sexist bants with old Sam's landlord. Old Sam, the um, murder victim from the front of the book. Uh, We're talking Sam, old Sam Milton, Milton. Old, yeah, that's him. Sam, yeah. old Sam Milton, Milton. Yeah. His landlord, Malik, uh, he kind of teams up with him in a kind of a semi, uh, semi kind of, uh, uh, buddy buddy relationship for a while. Anyway, in the end, our hero ends up captive. Uh, as chapter 10 ends, he is indeed a captive. He's about to be drugged by a fiendish kidnapper. So I'm just going to leave it at that setup. I'm going to read from here. <laughs> here's here's how it goes. He's just about to be drugged. <laughs> he snapped the top from a file. Very quick and neat, like a doctor or a nurse. He drew the fluid into the syringe. Then he leaned over me. He wasn't even going to roll up my sleeve. This wasn't a hospital routine. <laughs> I couldn't expect tea and biscuits afterwards. 
with that stuff inside me, I wouldn't know if I were on a ship or a chicken farm. I had to do something, and I had to do it quickly. Yet there was nothing I could do. Nothing at all. Double exclamation mark. That's the end of chapter 10. Come on, Trent, for fuck's sake, I'm better you. Come on. What happened next? Chapter 11. Oh, my God. Except the thing I knew best, a slight... Oh. It's He's like... got it in the bag. He's got it in the bag, Bob's his back. I may have been handcuffed, but my legs were free. He went down. I kicked down. I caught him on the jaw. He went out like a light for a tough terrorist. He'd been very careless. Yes! <laughs> That's how we finish it. Eventually, by the way, Barnsley, he basically makes his way to a hideout. He finds Sam Milton, who's really named Stefan Dushan. He's been alive all along, by the way. He'd faked his death, you know. And eventually, <laughs> it's revealed that he's, you know, uh, been involved in this whole convoluted, ridiculous plot and uh, gets shot to death. So he ends up dead in the end. That's nice, isn't it? So there you go. Steve Barnes, Steve Bruce, Sweeper. That's your lot. That's magnificent. I, I, I honestly feel like someone's just read Macbeth to me for the first time. I, that's pretty much exactly how I felt every time I revisited it. And we have, w- the good news is we've got one more in the series. This is just, uh, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And we've got Defender to come. We've got Defender to come. That's, yeah, that's, Defender, Defender's the third book in the trilogy. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like Macbeth, um, you know, gets his head put back on and gets a go again, uh, to see if he can sort Banco out a second time, bring him back to life. It's wonderful stuff. Uh, can, I, can, can I just say, Trev, that if people are wondering, um, yeah, but what happens when they from Defender? Surely there's no more books to read from that will match that. I'd like it known that I bought, um, Sid Little's autobiography and it's magnificently shit. Carl, I cannot, <laughs> I genuinely cannot wait for you. And by the way, for again, sometimes we forget our listenership is obviously about 700 years younger than us. Yes. Uh, Sid Little uh, from acclaimed 70s and 80s uh, British comedy duo Little and Large. Um, and if you don't know them, look them up or ask your gran. Uh, they were massive. Uh, in the entertainment uh, section of uh, of TV for uh, the longest time ever. And Sid Little was the straight man to yep. Eddie Large's sort of buffoonish uh, comedic figure. Um, I cannot, li- I literally cannot wait to hear what Sid Little has to talk about. The uh, book is called Little Goes a Long Way. Oh my God. Oh that, my in God. Itself, that in itself is art. I'm, I'm, like, I'm immediately just engrossed and I, I cannot wait for that. So, Rest assured, listeners, that's what's coming next after the third in the uh, Brucey trilogy. Cam, fizzy drinks. We were talking about fizzy drinks before we came on air. What's a good fizzy drink, Cam? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Because I know... Uh, Get ready for this, everyone. Carl loves this fizzy drink. Good he, God. He, he loves it so much he compares it to medicine. And it's the best fizzy drink, I say. And that's Dr. Pepper. Right. Good, good God. It's, it's, actually, it's actually Alan Partridge calls it fizz, fizzy benelin. Is that, is that where that came from? Yeah, it's like, a Partridge, it Partridge familiar. Yeah. Fizzy benelin. Fizzy yeah. benelin, yeah. See, a producer guy agrees with me. Well, exactly. Well, so that means you've lost the argument, because everyone knows Guy Drinkle hasn't got a clue about modern life. Yeah. Of, of, of anything whatsoever. It's amazing, really. Yeah, I should have said that, should I? If you said to me, what is Drinkle's favourite drink? I'll say, I'll just think of the worst one you possibly can. And there it is. Listen, guys, guys exactly half of our age or uh, less less in some cases. Um, But, you know, for the younger members of the podcast, he's exactly half our age. And it's it's like the guy, the guy, he talks about (laughs) stuff in a way I can never, I, I just can't relate to it. It's it's certainly not a younger generation stereotypical way. He's talking about what 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 he's agreeing with you that Ben or Benlin, Doctor Pep guy. Well, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it now. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not oh, you're, you're, any complaints. You're sipping on Doctor Pepper as what, 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 what is it actually the flavour of? I mean, it's not an apple drink, is it, or a grape drink, or anything like that. Is it more aniseed? Is that what it is? Yeah, it probably is aniseed. Yeah. 
I really I mean, don't know, man. You're drinking it. That's not I'm, I'm just enjoying it. I'm not, okay. I'm not analyzing yeah. it. Well, I'll be honest with you. I've never, ever put one of those things to my lips because uh, Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that can happen is the ad campaign that comes to my mind. And it annoyed <laughs> me so much that I said, I'll never, ever, ever drink that. And again, it's a bit of a yank thing, isn't it? I think it's come across the uh, the water from there first. So uh, yeah. obviously, as all of them have. But Dr. Pepper certainly wasn't something you could buy in Ireland when I was a kid. Um so for me, no, I, I, I can't relate that. Carl, I know you're... I like that you can't get any... You don't see so often now is a cream soda. Yeah, that's true. It's this fucking cream soda. Are you yeah. serious? It's, I don't see it anywhere hardly yeah. now. Cream, it's really cream nice. Soda, cream yeah. soda reminds me basically of... I don't know if you guys ever had this. I don't know if it's a uniquely Irish thing, but what we used to term a Sunday... Like S U N D A. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ireland was was ice cream with some fizzy drink poured over it. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. to me, yeah. that to me is what cream soda tastes like. So that, I don't, that would be a float in Liverpool in the seventies. Yeah, there you go a float. Ice cream float. That's what we call it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Well, in 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 rural Ireland, we call it a Sunday. I've 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 since had Sundays, and it didn't compare at all. I am con- concerned, uh, Carl. I know you're not a massive fizzy drink fan, but I do know you like one or two of them. I think, right? So, what's what for you is a good fizzy drink? The only one there is, I think. Um, and if I say this, this is my same argument with coffee, where I will drink other fizzy drinks, and I've no idea why, because I only really like one. I like lemon Fanta, and I think that could be a Spanish thing as well. Because if you're going on holiday in Spain, at some point you're going to be drinking lemon Fanta because they drink it by the gallon over there. And or, there's talk, talk of this week of them discontinuing the range. Or Cali Mocho. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cali yeah. Mocho. Was oh my god, guys, guys we can agree with me on something. Guys just sent the message saying Lemon Fanta is, is the best, actually. I, I, I think, I think Cam, you've I lost your argument. I take it all back, Cam. Dr. Yeah. Pepper really is Ambrosia <laughs> from the gods. <laughs> No, I have to. I have to say, I'm I'm a massive lemon Fanta fan myself. I genuinely, am. I love a bit of lemon Fanta. Cali Mocho, the thing I was talking about for those of uh, the listeners who don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's basically Coke and uh, red wine. Yeah, uh, which is a strange little mixture that I was exposed. It's big to. over there. Big over there. Really like I've it. got yeah. a better one than that. Well, what mixture wise? Yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Go for it's it. A, it's a it's a it's a desi one. Not protein and muesli, is it? <laughs> you love a bit of we've protein. Been there. We, we've been there. We've done that, you know. Uh, I've stopped doing that now. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe psychologically scarred somewhere. Yeah. Um, um, but a desi one is, um, which some desis agree with and some desis don't, is um, milk and coke. Oh, fucking oh, hell. God. Sorry, that is disgusting as a concept. Oh. You, just said, you just said wine and coke. I, I didn't say I enjoyed it. At least it's alcoholic. At least it's alcoholic. You're talking about putting cow juice into coke. Carbonated, <laughs> carbonated vegetable. Yeah, you, you've got to get, you've got to get the mixture right. It, it, uh, I must yeah, the mixture there basically is all coke and no milk. <laughs> or, or vice versa. <laughs> or, or vice it, versa. It, it's, lovely. it's about two thirds to three quarters coke. Jesus hell. Yeah. I, 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 look, in Ireland, there's a, 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 a gang of old blokes, uh, you know, who would be my senior by about 20 or 30 years, who like of an evening to have Malibu, you know, Malibu. Yeah. Uh, Malibu and milk. Yeah, I've okay. heard that. I've heard that before. Okay, so they'll have that. And I can see that. It's like a, it's, it's like a kind of. It sort of works and it's kind of like some sort of a, like a Bailey's mix up sort of a nonsense. I get it. It's weird. Have you never done milk with Ribena then? Oh God, stop it. What, what shandy are you mixing over there? Seriously, man, what, what is happening here? You're, you're, you're like, you've opened a can here. <laughs> no, but that's not a real thing. You're just saying things to shock us now, aren't you? No, it's been done. Oh, Are you Del Boy? <laughs> Are you the soft drink version of Del Boy's round that the next head? Hey, listen, I've been Car- chatting with my mate to Buddy G, and um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, Car- we, you, we've you, got a we've got a warehouse full of us. Yeah, you you you've got peanut dust and yeah, milk, <laughs> milk and ribena mixture, 
And uh, it's going off the shelves like hotcakes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. From one shelf to another. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. <clears throat> By the way, in case you hadn't to- uh, guessed at this stage, uh, listeners, Liverpool football, what is that? It doesn't exist at the moment. We'll talk maybe later on about one or two football-related things, but what the hell do you want from us? There's nothing happening. There's Jules Ramey happening. And there's stupid stories happening, and there's um, sort of hugs happening uh, two days ago at Anfield. But outside of that, there's nothing happening. So we'll do some football chat eventually. But right now, what I need to do is get to the key topic suggested by Carl Kopak, which is Cam. If you were in mastermind, what would be your specialist subject? <laughs> it's, it's not drinks mixer. I don't know that. It's not the fun uh, cocktail. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's definitely know what I put in the chat. Um, oh, no. crikey! Ah, it's like you I, have thought about this, brother. I have, I have. Um, it would be going back to I was really good at history when I was at school. Really, really good at it, you know. Um, and um, I got re- I did really, really well in my exam, and I, I, even though we never got our our results. I know, I got, I know in my heart of hearts, I got every single question right in that exam except one. And the only reason I never got that one question right was because we didn't actually study and it was a question about Mao Zedong. Um, okay. so it, it was, it was basically the history, be, uh, spanning the two wars, uh, World War One okay. and World War Two, that period. I was just phenomenal at it. I was brilliant at it. So that would be my specialist subject. I mean, but it, this was, over 30 years ago now, and I can assure you I've forgotten everything. So ironically, what you're telling me is that your knowledge of history is now history. Yeah, which yeah. is the best place, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's. there's a certain sadness that's descended on me now, man, because you, <laughs> you've told me that this is going to be... Your were, you, were you going to ask me a question? Were you going to Dude, I, I've got some. Que- I, I, I could just. I, I was thinking of pinging a question at you, and you've got nothing for me now. Is what you're telling me? You're going to. Well, you you're never gonna know. Use... I might get it. Fine, oh. Try it. Right. Uh, later on. You. Later yeah. on, I'm going to fire you at least two questions about the period between World War One and World War Two, just one. randomly. And you're going to. You're just. I, I, I want to see what you do with it. Oh, All right. Carl, Carl, you're a mastermind. So well, I've got a question for Cam then. Um, which American president set up the League of Nations? And how many how many points did he have? No, something points. <laughs> you, fucking, you had to do that, didn't you? Absolutely. Dude, I, you know, I was giving him a little window of opportunity to go and do some background swatting on Google. Oh, come on. Yeah, there's a lot to learn. But oh, no, no. President Wilson, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson, Wilson, 14, Wilson, was it? Wilson's 14 points. 14 points. No, I've yeah. not heard of that. I am a social historian, after all. It's valid yeah. theory. Yeah, but still. Um, wow. Still, um, wow. I've been asked this question on a, on, a, on a different podcast, and um, my, my answer at the time was the 56 Sherlock Holmes short stories, uh, of which I've got a ridiculous knowledge of. Um, but it, obviously, Jack the Ripper will be up there as well, the Whitechapel murders. And... Possibly the career of Ray Kennedy. Yeah, I see all of those. I see all of those, and I see uh, ridiculous nerd level uh, uh, attention to detail from you of all of those. I can see, I can see that it will be very difficult to catch you at any of those topics. Um, I, I, do, I do have a lot of stupid interests, though. I mean, Beatles B sides, I could do that. I could do probably every Beatles song, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's strange, isn't it? People, people sort of have you pigeonholed into a little corner and then you turn around and you, you, you say, yeah, Beatles B-sides or, or people who didn't know you before, if you were to mention the Ripper thing, it's quite a shock. Yeah. Um, for me, it's basically anything to do with movies ever, basically. Certainly, uh, up as far as 2000. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like you with Ray Kennedy. I just absorb nonsense. And yep. uh, I love it all, especially that seventies era. Especially that seventies era. Uh, the 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 Brat Pack. That for me, I probably have ridiculous amounts of stupid knowledge about that. Uh, I, I do really like um, early seventies New York film, Serpico, French Connection, that sort of thing. 
Yeah. Just, just, just proper films. Proper films, you know. And by the way, just before we came on, I've, I've been, lads, it's a heat wave here, right? Uh, I, I'm sure it's the same across, uh, the, the, the short little hop of water that separates us, but, um, it's absurd here. It reached 29 degrees in Ireland, yeah. which is like kind of bananas. And there's no breeze here today. So I've been doing a little bit of painting in my old pair's out, uh, house and like, it it was just pretty hideous. So I had to distract myself whatever way I could. And on the background today on the TV was the 1962 version of Mutiny on the Bounty with Marlon Brando, Trevor oh, Howard, uh, Richard Harris. It's absolutely fucking glorious. If you yeah. haven't seen, just, just do yourself a favor. Like, I mean, when they made movies back then, they made proper fucking movies, like not daft stuff. Like it, like, you just invest, and it was glorious. And it kept me massively, massively distracted for the whole time. So yeah, Cam, throw me a question. I'll throw you a question. You hit me with seventies movies. I'll hit you with uh, with World War Two. Let's get this. Let's get this thing going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, by the way, in the background, uh, guy, I know that you have suggested that your topic for um, uh, Mastermind will be Friends, the TV series. So I throw that out to my two compadres here as well. Let's catch this fucker out because he, he, he's been smug and uh, I don't like it. Uh, so let's uh, see what we can do with that. Uh, okay, I've got a question on Friends. I've definitely got a question on Friends. Excellent, 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 excellent. Right, uh, Carl, again, following your suggestions, my friend, because uh, God love you, 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 you've really given us a structure this week. Um, the second one, Cam, again, you've signed for the Reds because uh, they've taken an interest in lads in their early 40s. And, uh, <laughs> it's a controversial choice. They, it's, read, a change, it's a change of direction for the club. It's, it's a change of direction. It's it's uh, it's the new money ball, and they reckon you know these guys, they're so fucking close to being finished. Uh, we can pay them a fortune, and uh, they'll be out the door within a year. And so they've seized on you, Brady, and uh, they've said, "I'm going to give this guy a one-year deal." And whatever way it's happened, man, you've got your choice of jerseys. What number do you wear? For the Reds. 34. You're going to have to explain that, brother. Um, well, I can't have number seven because I'm not iconic enough to deserve the number seven. <laughs> wow. Um, Cam, you're not 34 either, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do I go? Where do I go after that? <laughs> just get the explainer to us. Sorry, man. No, no. I'm, 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 just, I'm, 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 I'm going back to Googling 70s movies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Sorry, dude. I, 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 sorry. He caught me off guard at all. <laughs> I just love the idea of people saying, I'm, I'm not, I'm fine with a sign and break. Why, why the fuck's he got the 34 shirt? <laughs> Jesus Christ, does this club mean nothing? It means something to me. Yeah. And, and what I was going to say was, we can't, as I can't have the number seven. Um, because obviously, uh, Mr. Milner has number seven and he, he's a legend now, uh, Ellis. So, um, that's that's exactly what you can't have the seven. So that's why I said Jimmy's got it. So um, I'm going 34 because if you had the three and the four, oh, it yeah, makes I'm, seven. I'm I've yes. seen that. I've seen this before. Yeah, I, I, mean, in fact, I was 18. Also, one of my daughters was born at 7:34, so it's oh. all combined. That's nice. That's nice. That's good. I like that. See, yeah. The personal touch, it's, it's, you can, you can actually even see Cam on day one pitching up in his kimono and waistcoat and he's got his <laughs> personalized 34, uh, sort of merch going on all over the place. Uh, yeah, you, your, your boots have, have 734. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's good. That's, that's, that's a well, beautiful thing. I from Samarano had, well, at, at 18, but he made sure because he, he, he couldn't play nine. Um, because the shirt had gone, so he, he put a little plus sign between one and eight. He put a little plus sign between. Yeah. I, I 
I see. I love all that. I think that's yeah. lovely. Carl, what would you go with? It's not easy, is it? Because you're right. I wouldn't take seven. Um, uh, I probably want five, for obvious reasons, for a Kennedy. Um, I, I actually frown every time I see somewhere. So when Agar or Barros wore five, or when Alden, although Alden is um, like Ray Kennedy, fought from the northeast, quite like. Um, so I don't know if I could wear five because I'd want five retired. But I think I'd probably go eighteen eighty-eight. There you go. Might as well sell some Ripper books while I'm around it. <laughs> <laughs> and also absolutely bankrupt families across Liverpool with your 1888. 1888, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're going to want to have the callback number, obviously. Uh, and, 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 and you've got not one, but four numbers. Yeah, yeah. Carl, 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 Liverpool's 1888. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Wrinkle's going with number 13 to carry on Danny Murphy's legacy. And, you know... Some... R- Use. Listen, you know what? It's pretty much in keeping with what we've heard from Guy tonight. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm absolutely behind it uh, as a Guy representation. It makes sense to me completely. Um, you both shunned the seven, um, because of its iconic nature, and I it's guess just, that yeah, it's too big, and it's too big. It's too it's big. Like, it's, it's like the ten. They can't take John Barber's shirt. You can't do that. You can't. You, you can't do that. Which is absolutely, absolutely. You can't take. You, can, you can't take twenty three. Good. It's Carragher and Fowler. Can't do that. It's, it's Carragher. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I will absolutely take the seven. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm having the seven. No, um, you go there whatsoever. Straight for the seven too, Dan. Yeah. Fucking, I'm living that. I'm living up to that shit. Uh, okay. Uh, what about uh, Carl's third question, which is Belter? What comedy do you love that leaves everybody else cold? Now, listen, uh, uh, there was a suggestion here earlier on that makes no sense. And the suggestion... Uh, isn't it the other way around? Well, no, you said... Ev- no. Everyone else like, that you just can't see. That's what... I just want... No, just you, said the, you said the other way. You said no, the other said, way. No, I said, what comedy does everybody love that leaves you... Oh, sorry, that leaves you yeah. cold. Sorry, yeah. yeah. What what comedy does everybody else love that leaves you cold? Excuse me, you're right, yeah. yeah. So, so there was a suggestion here earlier on that makes now perfect sense that I reread the question makes perfect sense to me. Um, and it's an obvious one. Um, and I would absolutely back it up. And I'm going to just throw it out there because I can't remember who suggested it earlier on, but it was the, it was, um, what do you call it? Uh, the Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah. everybody seems to love that thing. I have never laughed at it once. I've maybe snickered twice. It reminded me of what of, of, of when my granny used to buy me every single week. Wizard and Chips, Dandy, Beano, all these comics. And you'd leaf through them and you go, hmm, hmm, yeah. And that was about it. And you pass it over to your brother and he did the same. Zero laughs. I don't get that. In fact, to me, like, without wanting to be too sort of right on, it seems ridiculously problematic. I don't get it at all. I can't. I, I, I've, I've, got a bit, I've got major questions about it. Oh, God. It would, it, uh, uh, the throw, first one throw, is, throw some of your questions out, Carl. First one is, they're all science nerds. They're all deeply uncomfortably social men. They don't have to do well with the ladies. My God, they overreach. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like, okay, it, it's, 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 a, it's a sitcom. You're gonna have um, suspend your dif- disbelief stuff going on, but of course, the whole concept is the key concept from what the six or seven episodes that I've seen, and I watched them under duress. I'll be honest with you, because my kid loved it, and I was like, oh, and now my kid thinks it's horrible, and as I said earlier on, inverted commas, problematic, because that's what happens as teenagers get older. But as I watched it, I was just like. This is not okay. It doesn't make any sense. The jokes are bad. The jokes are off. It's vaguely sexist. Vaguely racist. It's kind of shitty. I don't. It's it's incredibly anti-autistic. I mean, yeah, incredibly so. Even, even, even like from that's that's probably the most obvious show, and you're dead right. Like it's it's just weird. I don't get. I don't. For me. People can laugh all they like, and if they really enjoy it, fair play. But I would challenge you to send me a video of you genuinely belly laughing at an episode of that, because I don't get it. 
But anyway, that's just my take. Uh, Carl, your take on a comedy that for you is uh, quite different to everybody else. And, and this is absolutely genuine because there's loads of my mates who love this program, and I just I, the thing is, it's one of the I've seen it so often, and if it's on, I'll watch it, and I've no idea why, and, and it's the in between us. I just don't see it. I just don't think it's funny at all. It's diverting, and I'll watch it, but it's just. I, I don't think I've ever laughed. Honestly, honestly. Okay, so there, there are a lot. You see, this is the thing with the, with the difference I can see immediately, right? Is that it's sort of this side of the the big uh, blob of water humor, and there's obvious kind of gags that everybody who's Irish or or, or British will get, and they're kind of in your face punch punch in your face gags like um. There's a guy with his Mickey out. There's a guy with, uh, who's, who's thrown up because it's really funny that he's thrown up. Or there's a guy who's just shat himself or whatever. And I guess it's gross out humor. Um, and I will admit to absolutely, absolutely finding that immensely funny several times, especially the series itself. I thought there was some gems of moments in that. But you're telling me that you've looked at that like I look at Big Bang Theory and went, yeah, not for me. I'm not even being sniffy about it, really. I just don't see it. It just makes me... But, but I'll watch it because it's... It's, um, it's not as bad as the sitcom Josh. My God, that's bad. And, and I love one of the people in it. I love Alex James. He's fantastic. But um, it's just... I just don't see it. I just don't get the joke at all. I love that. I love I love that. That's... That it, it's a great shout because it's exactly what we're looking for here. It's like something that you don't quite get that everybody seems to get. Cam, have you got one that kind of translates across for you? Um, yeah, one that I got invested in because then I just had to find out who, and it was how I met your mother. Oh God, I'm with you on this. I've never seen it. Don't. <laughs> That's all I said. Yeah, no. I'm, the I'm, problem was because I, I watched a few episodes. It, it there was it was quite punchy in that you're thinking, okay, this there's a bit of a story going on here as to what it's about. But then it just it just went on and on and on and on, and then when it comes to its conclusion, you're like, yeah, right, okay. Did a family member get you in on this? No, no. I mean. All my TV choices are my choices. I can't blame anybody <laughs> but myself. <laughs> you know, oh, you're a gloriously independent I, I, human. Yeah, I need to. I need to have a cyanide tablet at hand at times. I think, or something, <laughs> to put myself out of my misery. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love tales of Cam's happy home life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's glorious. Isn't it glorious? Oh, by the way, speaking of tales of, of uh, happy home life and cyanide tablets, your recommendation and, and, and Zara's recommendation again of Dark, I watched half of the first one. I thought I may not want to live through the end of this. And by the time I get at the end of the first episode and now I'm at the end of episode two, my time is very limited, listeners, just in case you didn't get that at this stage. I'm well hooked, even with the shitty sort of dubbing. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's, you watch it in German and uh, read the subtitles. It, I, the dubbing's awful. That, I, I'm gonna have to tweak my Netflix settings because yeah. no, well, the, the dubbing's not awful. I think the actors who did the dubbing did a very good job. It's just right. the, the voices don't suit the people. It so. don't, it don't at all. That's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, but but even with that, what I'm telling you is, it's massively engaging, brother. Very. You need to watch it in the dark as well. Yeah, no, no. That, that, and that, that music in the background just. It's, it creeps the fuck out. That's how much it, it's got, it's got massive overtones of that, the, the, of that Stranger Things soundtrack. There's yeah. a lot of, a lot of common elements there. Yeah, very, very, very engaging so far. Uh, so you're, yeah, okay, right, right. <clears throat> we have one more from Carl before we, uh, uh, move into the, uh, the final section of the show. And, and, it's, and it's the big one. It's the big it's the one. Big one. It is the big one, and like let's 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 not piss about it here. And the first person who's going to answer this, and we're we're actually going to have, and I'm not sure who's going to edit this later on. Maybe it's guys. Maybe it's usually Nina. Nina, I I can only apologise to you in advance. If there's a silence while we wait for a guy to type his answer, it's on guy. You know, it's on guy. 
So the question from Carl is this. How many press-ups can you do without stopping? Now we're just going to wait for Guy Drunkle's answer. (laughs) (laughs) About half a press-up, says Guy. He's but, I, I, but I love the fact he said that with such confidence. Oh, he's definitely, he's definitely on the half. Not none, not zero. Oh no, he's definitely got, he's, he's better than zero. Got a full half in there. He's got a full half, and he knows because uh, I, I, I honestly believe he was doing that as we were talking live just to check that out. Uh, Carl, you were the one who asked the question, man. How many press ups can you do? I'm <laughs> expecting at least a hundred. Uh, I've got a bit of an advantage because I do the taekwondo thing and press ups is, is in every single class. I do. I could do the taekwondo. I could probably do about forty without stopping. You could do forty without stopping. Okay. About right. that, yeah. That's but it's weird because in, ta- in taekwondo, um, well, I'm a broad-shouldered man, so it's um, I'm from a, a generation of dockers, so all, all the popaks are broad-shouldered people. Um, and in taekwondo, if you make, if you do, if you, if you, um. If you're naughty in class or you know you, there's a minor punishment, you get press-ups. And I don't mind them at all. It's just a high hate or mountain climbers. Mountain climbers are just horrible things. But um, I'm all right with how, how does one do a mountain climber? Come a mountain on, climber. So imagine you've gone down into the squat position with your hands on the floor, like you're a frog on the floor. Yeah. Um, you put what? Shoot one leg out. Right. And then alternate your legs. Oh, fucking hell. Right, That's that's difficult. Yeah, they're horrible. Do you they're keep really, both? Really you keep Sorry, both. when you say shoot one leg out, or do you mean shoot it towards your your arms? No, you put it, no, you put it backwards. So basically, so you're, you're in a squat position. Yeah. So, so let's say with the left leg, and then yeah. so you, you put your left leg behind you. So you've got right. one leg in front, like you're about to sprint, like you start starting sprint position. Oh, right, okay, okay, yeah. And then yeah. you alternate legs, so you jump as you do it. Yeah. They're oh, really right, nice. okay. Yeah. See, see, I could do that all day. That, oh. that, that's the thing. No, kills, I do. kills my back. Kills my back. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely that that I could do all day because I do loads of bike and I do loads of um uh leg exercises every day. I do loads, but press ups. I'm I, I, I honestly, it took me by surprise today. I am going to have to report back on the next pod because I don't know. I'm going to have to just go and have a go at it. Try, try it to try it exhaustion. That that's because I've I've been doing that a few times. Absolutely, that that is the only way to do it. And tell me exactly what's the definition of a proper press up? Is is it the, is it the width of a fist? Is that the yeah. the old yeah. school way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And none of this just bending your elbows slightly. It's no, that's bullshit. Cool. No, that's bullshit. I'll, I'll I'll get it measured. I'll get it measured. But I did at the gym, and we'll see how it go. Yeah. Cam, Cam, talk to me. Press ups. Yeah. Probably about twenty. Is that a guess, man? Or that's a lot. No, no, that's good. That's no, really good. I I, I do. 10 quite comfortably so I reckon I could do 20 you know like you say till you're out of breath yeah 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 um, yeah. so yeah. to failure you reckon you could just like you could push it out for yeah. appearance sake you could push it out to 20 yeah yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't like to say I could do more than that no I think so. I think I think I think most of our listeners if they get down on the floor right now I, right right well, I, well, I, I was thinking you were going to do it now Trev and you're gonna let the listeners know. Listen, dude, normally I would do it live, but it's just the way the the wires are here. I, 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 do you know what? I'll do it live next week, and you, I'll count them out. I'll get someone in to count it. All right, you okay. hold me to that. Hold me to that. All right, I'll get someone in. I'll get them, my brother in or someone to hold a little fist underneath me, and we'll 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 do it. We'll see how far. Yeah, I, okay, I'm, of course I'd, I'd do it now, but hey, we've only got an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's like, show will like, be like, a like, video like, pod. My take one knows he would kill himself laughing at me saying that. I, I'm quite happy doing, doing a little video and give people one to. Maybe I'll we'll throw something on, on Periscope or something just to see the absolute atrocity that emerges from me trying to do press-ups next week. Uh, lads, there are so many things that we could do. We could talk about the new extension of uh, Mo's contract for five years. We could talk about uh, the fact that Fakir looks like it's finally dead because so many journals are talking about how it is dead. Or we could talk about day one and all the hugs and all the crack. Uh, we should probably have a little bit of an effort to sort of, the people who've been listening to this wondering when are we going to get around to football. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's kind of, this is, this is by far the most absolutely 
careless we've been about attending to the football duties. So, in it's the last, anyway, football. It's so, it, it, look, listen, listen. In 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 the summer, uh, just like before day one of training, it's overrated. But anyway, uh, Cam, any we should thought, be talking about javelin or polvo or high <laughs> jump or something. Um. Any thoughts around Mo's contract extension being a good thing, or are you a cynical bastard who thinks it's just a contract? Who cares? Uh, any yep. thoughts on Fekir? Any thoughts around day, day one and Klopp ha- hugging everyone and how there just happened to be a camera at the bottom of the stairs that looked like it was a, <laughs> uh, looked like it was a shaky cam, but it wasn't a shaky cam because it caught it perfectly. And uh, talk to me about your general thoughts about Liverpool at the moment and where we are. Um, Mo Salah contracts. Uh, good for Mo. Um, he gets a pay rise. Um, we get to secure a better transfer fee for him when all the big clubs come sniffing again next summer. Which is um, why we've done it. Which is why we've done it. It's, uh, there's no release clause, so we can set the, the price there. Uh, so when we uh, say, you want to talk to us, let's start at 250 million if he has another splendid season. That, they haven't got a choice. So that's what yeah. it's done. It's about protecting the investment. Protecting um, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So um uh that's the cynical nature of me on that one. Um did he deserve a new contract? Yeah, if if, if the club felt he did. You know, he only had a new contract last summer, didn't he? He was happy yeah. to sign that one. So um Well it was new, it was a contract. It was a contract, exactly. Yeah. So um yeah. It's, yeah, I'm not too fussed about that. Sorry, um, sorry, I'm still thinking about Anand French. I'm still thinking about that, how that would go down as ex, uh, with your 34 shirt. So I'm just thinking about Salah's, you know, Anand Salah thing that the club did. You, you realise it would be, um, it would be a, a waistcoat with the 34 <laughs> on the. the fucking hell. <laughs> fucking <laughs> hell. That, that, that would be, that would be a clause in the contract. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you did, at this stage, both of you painted yourself into such a fucking corner of cliche that uh, it's an ounce branch with a waistcoat with 34 in the background, uh, and it's an ounce copback with a deer stalker with fucking five <laughs> on the side of it. This is exactly what you've done to yourselves. And uh, by the way, by the way, Carl, before you start telling me the deer stalker story, I know I was it. About to. <laughs> I was about to. You I, I fucking know it. And by the way, everybody else in the pod does because you've told us that one before too. And by the way, before before uh, Cam, uh, you 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 get too lost in your um in uh, in your diversion there from from Carl. What about the other two things I suggested um, in terms of uh, Fekir News being dead and uh, the, your response to the general sort of um, uh, PR loveliness that is day one back at training? Um, Fekir do. Is it dead? I think it is. Really? I, mean, I think it's agent it's agent's whacking it up, isn't he? But yeah, his agent's whacking up. Um the president of Leon has now apparently come out and said, Yeah, we we might be prepared to sell him now after the World Cup. He's Nothing not. it's very unlikely anything is gonna happen over the next two weeks anyway. No. Until Fran or unless France get knocked out in the next game. And then maybe next week, you know, we'll see. But yeah, if it's dead, it's dead. I mean, I'm sure they've got other targets in mind. Um, I think that the Shakiri deal is more likely to happen. Looking well, after what you said, I've just done the podcast with, with Guy before this and, uh, right. he's already said, um, apparently said, I want to stay in the premiership and I'll let you know sooner where I'm going. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. That's an official tweet this evening. I've got to say, lads, just before he does sign for us, because it's inevitable, the fucker signing for us. I have to say, right, you know, I'm I'm not massively excited about it. It's like fine. It's one of those. That's fine. But there better yeah. be there better be another striker uh, or attacker. Yeah. There better be a centre half, and there better be a fucking goalkeeper. And if there isn't, I will say to you right now that I may not. I may not be able to continue. And the reason for that is not me being a spoiled bastard. It's because I want, and Carl, you've made this point in the past, and Cam, you have too. We need to absolutely capitalize on the position we're in now. There's there's money available. There are star players who would be happy to come to us. Fucking get them in. Do not leave them drifting in the wind for the sake of five million. 
get them in. Get yeah. a good keeper in. Get a top-notch centre-half in who doesn't get injured and get a properly good attacking footballer to spell out one of our three absolutely class lads. If we don't do that, I have to say we've absolutely pissed it. Uh, be, I, I genuinely believe that. Like I, I will be, I'll be gutted on the back of all the happiness and all the rest of it. And I'll turn around the next week and I'll be happy. But right then, I'll be gutted. Because that was two that I've just said on the last podcast. Because that's what I. That's 2015. Summer of 2014, yep. we had all the momentum yep. to the squad storage, and then we bought in 83 different lads. They were all no, shite. Yeah. Even Emre. Hey, sorry, I got him in again. <sighs> Look at that lad go. Emre, reference of the week. Emre, reference of the week. Although, guys, do you know guys typing. Guys, he you're is typing. He's going to mention Markovitz. Let's not even build up the guys guys typing. Uh, by the way, I, I want to mention one thing before I get to the last question of the podcast. And that is, did you see did you see the Loris Carius video that emerged during the week? No. no. Oh, for fuck's sake, do you not even follow my Twitter? Which one oh, are you? Oh, <laughs> Some it's, green grass. Shut your pie hole. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Uh, yeah, that's a proper blog. Steve yeah. Scrag, etc. Uh, but generally, ge- genuinely, um, I retweeted um, a tweet that Liz put out a couple of days ago. I can't. I'm joking, by the way, because I don't follow Twitter most days either. But I did retweet a tweet, uh, a tweet put out by Liz, a, a very, very loyal listener, and a, a good friend of mine, um, uh, yesterday, the day before. And it was a tweet which was basically an Instagram video that, that the carriers put out, shot by himself in Oh, yeah. Lala, I, I heard about it, yeah. He's running around. He's looking gorgeous, of course. Uh, he's he's mincing for the camera. He looks square-jawed and beautiful. Like a he, red set on that off the leash. Oh, he's an absolute delight to behold with the, the background and the sunset and everything is absolutely I don't know, it's pure, uh, as Liz said herself, Michael Bay movie. It's just ridiculous. It's just so beautiful. And I just thought, there's a lad who's really struggling with his confidence. It's exactly what we put the piss aside for Ronaldo doing. Yeah, there's a guy who's struggling, struggling badly after the very, very bad setback he had in May. There have been some rumours saying that we're not going to be signing the keeper. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? You know what? The one thing I'd say about that is that it's, it's, I'm not happy about it, but at least that guy is completely mentally impervious to Which any, is a good thing. Uh, any sort of negative. And let's be honest, if, if he starts the first game at Anfield, the fans will get behind him. Yeah, the they fans at the ground. Yes, they, they will. They will absolutely get behind. There'll be no, there will be a little bit of nerves or whatever, but which is understandable every time the ball goes near him. But once he's made a save or two, kicked it out two, three times, you know, give it four or five games, it will practically be forgotten. Yeah, will, if the club, if the club's playing well, if the team's playing well, yeah, sorry. yeah, it, it will, it will take four or five games and it is yeah. entirely dependent on him being good in those four or five. So look. exactly. Yeah. I yeah. see it pans out. Look, last question. We have to sign a centre back if we don't sign a Oh, keeper. God, we saw so that. Is, that's where the crux of it all is. It's one or, if we can't have both, we have to have one or the other. Listeners, next time out, we will talk more about the Reds. But this time out, just like, you know, give us a free pass because it's the summer and um, I've been painting and the lads are hot and, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. I've got one question left. It's, it's non football, just as you might expect. Um, I've decided that, you know, just given the way the world is panning out at the moment, um, anything's possible. Uh, England actually won a World Cup finals penalty shootout. So I'm thinking literally anything is possible. So I'm running for president of the USA in 2020. Uh, that's how it's going to be. So it's going to be Trev 2020. I've got several plans. I've got a whole uh, raft of stuff that I'm going to talk about. Uh, well, I'll be dropping into podcasts on a, on a relatively Definitely. regular basis. What I'm wondering uh, is if you guys, if it was going to be Carl 2020 or Cam 2020, what would you run on? What policy would you run on? You can give me a serious one, 
You can give me a daft one. You can give me one of each. I don't really care. You can give me uh, a pair of them. That would be lovely. Uh, so a, a serious policy you'd run on or a daft policy you'd run on, either or or both. Um, Mr. Kopak, as a lad who is, I know, uh, sort of politically charged at the best of times, I'll go to you first. If you were to run as Carl 2020, as Kopak 2020, with uh, Brainchy there as your running mate, what would be your policy that you would run on? The serious policy, I would do everything I could to protect the NHS. Because it's the greatest thing this country's ever produced. Um, so that that's, that would be my first one. I would um, make sure that the BBC only invited political guests on who had a share in Parliament and not just right wing pressure groups. Um, his name is Brian McGarage. Yeah, around question time every fucking week. Yeah. Um, uh, Gu- uh, Gu- Gu- Gigel Garage. Yes. 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 Yeah. Gigel Garage. Yeah. Him. Um, uh, and because my big question is, why aren't the Green Party on question time every week? Because fucking UK Uh, and I would imprison Morrissey. <laughs> in what? Sorry, in prison? Uh, I would imprison Morrissey. And I love Morrissey. <laughs> I love Morrissey. I fucking do. Oh, you've gone, you've got, you've got, you've gone full dark political web here. But he can, but he can uh, fuck off now. Yeah, oh, I've, I've seen Morrissey live more than anyone out there, than any other artist ever, over twenty times. And have you, have you mate? Have you mate? Oh, yeah, look, loads. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly hope people grasp what that means because, like, he, that's that's a person you've invested a fucking lifetime of since, since 1983. Yeah, a lifetime of sort of, if not worship, then um, admiration into, and he, he's pissed it. Wow, he's pissed it. Wow, that's 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 quite the shed. Yeah, uh, so, so, and, I'm not, and I'm not alone. There's a man called Dave Haslin who set up a because uh, Morrissey's cancelled his tour in the northwest, and a man called Dave Haslin is doing like a reggae and funk soul thing against mm-hmm. Morrissey. Well, uh, look, I, I, anyone who's got a half a brain in their head will probably take a look at Morrissey now and just go, lad, bore off. But anyway, yeah, I like that. I like that. And actually, you managed to bring your uh, humorous one into the serious side of things as well. Cam, I'm wondering, uh, if it's, if it's Cam 2020, are you going for two serious ones or two daft ones? What, what, what way is it going to be? Um, it's going to be serious. It's going to be serious. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Let's go. Yeah. I, uh, can't think of anything daft enough that would work. Um, but if, maybe next week I'll have a couple of daft ones for you. Um, but a serious one would be, I would, do a revote on the Brexit referendum. Yeah. But I would make it a stipulation that the final vote has to have a, uh, the winning vote has to have more than two thirds. So it has to be 66% or more. Okay. So that way there's no arguments of, oh, well, it was half of us and half of us said yes, half of us said no. That's too close. And that's where all the, the big bone of contention is right now. So. Brexit vote would be redone. Um, I echo what Carl is saying about the NHS. It's more about get rid of get rid of all the bureaucracy. There's too many managers, not enough frontline staff, and that needs to change um, dramatically. That's where a lot of our wastage is. Um, I could say let's look at immigration, but that's a really serious issue, and I'm not sure how we could look at immigration, but it needs to be looked at. It needs to be fairer for everyone. Um, but yeah, so that's probably the two I would definitely go with. They're the two big, big things, um, right now. I mean, Brexit was really, in my mind, was one on immigration. It was played on that fear. Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was xenophobia. Yeah, there there was, there was a huge amount of it. And being the son of an immigrant, um, and looking at what a wonderful and beautifully diverse country it is that we live in, I wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for immigration. You know, there was a time where immigrants were welcomed because they were needed to do those jobs. I've got clients, for example, now who's who are saying that they know people who own farms and they can't get the labourers because the immigrants don't want to come over here now because the value of uh, the pound has dropped so much it's not worth them coming over. Well, that, that, we've got, yeah, we've got people unemployed who don't want to go do that work because it's beneath them. They'd rather sit on their ass and get their benefits. So... We, you know, we need to find it. We need to find a balance that works for everyone. Well, that's the thing about the, that the whole Trump make America great again. America's America, it's literally built on immigration. 
I'm saying this, we're talking about on, on the 4th of July here, and mm. like, the entire country is built, is built on immigration, including the fucking president. He's the son of an immigrant. We had Nigel Farage last night talking about um, how great it was, you know, taking a photo of himself in England, the winning. Half the England side, I think seven of the start of the level are son of immigrants. Harry Kane's Irish. His dad's Irish. And, and Nigel Farage is going, hey, England. Mostly, mostly you'll find everybody's Irish. That's uh, what it boils <laughs> down to. And as as a guy who is Irish and uh, who's seen um, such a huge amount of uh, my ancestors go across various borders and seas and try to uh, earn a living and, and 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 build a life, yeah, I couldn't be more in agreement with the two lads here. It's it, there, there's there's a, a certain daftness and a cruelty in the way that people think at the moment, and hopefully it'll be revisited uh, in a in a very very drastic way. Um, the best way that that could be manifested would be um, if there was a vote that people could be told to have a bit of manners and uh, think about uh, human rights. So let's hopefully think that that happens and that's a very serious point for us to go out on but you know what it's kind of apt because we've been talking shite for the entire pod so that is where we will leave it for tonight's episode of the Anfield Index podcast I've been Trev Downey you've been you and before I go let me thank my two pod brethren my three pod brethren Guy Drinkle included for another solid innings Mm -hmm. Um, as we depart Carl anything you want to mention before we go the um uh, well, firstly, I'd like someone to cheer up, uh, cheer up Chris Sutton as well, but um, cause that man's in serious, serious. Oh, we never got to the punditry thing. That's next I'll, week. I'll, I'll do, do it next week. But my God, I expect from Chris Sutton for he's, he's, I'm, I'm fascinated by him. But um, I always talk about some green grass, which is this week has been presented by Stephen Scrag, who's just done a piece on Spain '82, and it's gone down a storm. It really has. Um, I'll be back after that. Now the World Cup series is over, I might write something on Jairzinho. Um, basically, because I got my, my week from the the World Cup, and um, I might have to do an extra piece on the World Cup. So, yeah, yes, you know, scored in every game in 1970. It's been a hero, man. Um, but yeah, some green grass in the ball, and my novel is being copy edited this very day. Wow! Names, names, dates. Give us some stuff. It's called Falling Without Landing, and um, I'm hoping it'll be well. Now, now Al, he's, he's, he's like one of my oldest mates. He's copy editing it because he basically sent me a snotty email saying, "Have you heard of commas?" Um, oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like enough commas apparently. Um, um, so now he's doing that. That could be out slightly quicker than I thought it was going to be. But I've got right. to cover the cover beautiful. Right, keep us keep us posted on that, Mister Branch. Before we go, any final thoughts from you? Um, couple of Netflix. Well, but one Netflix one. I'm watching uh, Sense Eight at the moment on Netflix. Oh yeah, my kid loves that. Yeah, it's, well, I'm not surprised. It's quite raunchy in places. Um, <laughs> and I got, and I got caught by my daughter earlier and it was suddenly touched the scene and she's like, walked in and I'm like, oh crap, you what the hell was she thinking I'm watching now? Back to the so, shed again. Back to the yeah, shed. Back yeah. to the shed, Brady. I was, I, was, I was surprised the wife didn't come in with a shovel oh. and whack me over the back of the head with it. <laughs> Forget yeah. the rolling pin. No. I got, um, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. Sense eight. Okay. Sense okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started Sopranos. Hey! So did you start with Pine Barrett? No. And I started beginning. Yeah. Can help, man. What? You, 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 we, 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 we said we were going to have a review. Look, well, next week, skip forward to Pine Barrens and we will do a Pine show. Pine Barrens, or I'll go and find Pine Barrens, yeah, Pine, Pine Barrens. Alright, I'll, 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 I'll have that ready for next week. But no, um, uh, all things AI, obviously. Um, there's some fantastic stuff on, uh, AI Pro at the moment as well. You know, um, I know, um, uh, they've done a, a transfer, uh, I think they've done the second one now. Um, Gags, Dave, Mo and oh, this is the transfer committee one. Aren't transfer they? committee one, which is which is quite in the committee pod. There you go. Thanks, guy. Um, I just so said that, that for fuck's sake. I know about he he said committee pod. You said transfer committee pod. You know, I'm trying to work it all together here. Uh, trying to bring guy in, keep it, it sweet. You know, it's it's difficult for you to um to keep it all together, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Um, are you guys watching me again somehow? 
Go on. <laughs> Go on. Just, just, would you please just pull your kimono over your left nut for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's it. That's it. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, all things, I've all things. Out Dr. Pepper. I need more Dr. Pepper. You definitely do, brother. You definitely yeah. do. Even, even if it's just to cover that general area. <laughs> Look, uh, can I just say, uh, that will do us for this week, treasured listeners. We do genuinely appreciate you. Uh, Carl and Cam and I, it's, um, it's a blast to be able to do this and to have people listen. Uh, makes a massive difference. Um, it's good for the channel and we want to grow the channel and we want to grow the show. So can I ask you the usual thing I do? Not to, uh, buy anything or spend any money, but just tell someone about this show. Spread the word in some way that you can do, whether it's via your various multimedia, uh, outlets, whether it's just telling a lad down the shop. Just do a brother solid and pass the word on about this pod. I think, um, you probably won't be doing anyone any harm and you'd be doing us a lot of good. Look, we'll be back next week for more of a usual wittering, you know, the crack. Uh, okay, don't lose the tra- the head over transfers. It's not happening yet. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We've got the lads coming back. We've got Naby. We've got Fab. We've got Hugs. It's all good. So in the meantime, get some jewels into you. Stay with the cool kids. Be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.